Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Qubit About Analytics podcast. Our mission is to make analytics practical. This is not about abstract theory, but to share true stories of how using analytics helps real-life businesses with real-life constraints make the best possible decisions to compete, grow, and thrive. I'm your host, A.G. Tan. Hi, everyone. My guest today is Mike McGeehan, who is the product management leader for IBM Planning Analytics with Watson, and we are honored to have him here with us today to answer a question that has been bugging me a little bit. We're going to hear a lot more about my question, but first I'd like to welcome Mike. Thank you so much for being here, Mike. Welcome. Thanks, A.G. I'm honored to be here. It'll be fun to talk today, and we'll answer whatever the question is that's been bugging you. Thank you, Mike. So that question that's been bugging me is, whatever happened to IBM Watson? For a few years after the IBM Watson computer won at Jeopardy, all the IBM advertising on TV was about artificial intelligence and how Watson AI was going to solve so many of humankind's problems. But now we don't hear that much about it anymore. So what happened? Is Watson still around? It's a good question, AG. There's a there's a, a number of ways to answer it. So first, for a little context, um, Watson on Jeopardy was a, an amazing time here at IBM. Dr. Kelly and his team from IBM Research, they built a natural language understanding question and answer solution that was not connected to the internet. Most people may not remember. I've been around a long time, so I remember this. was a, It was a big deal at at IBM, obviously, when it was happening. And it was really an, an, an incredible technology. As IBM evolved that technology, we found that customers and the market generally were not as ready to adopt that entire technology directly. First of all, we wanted to connect to the internet, but there were other things. IBM realized delivering a solution to solve core business problems that included some of that technology was how the market and our customers wanted to adopt it. I'll give, it, I'll give you an example. So we have a customer care group solution here at IBM. It, included, it includes many of the Watson technologies. One of the examples I always think about is the Watson Assistant, which is used at the Royal Bank of Scotland to name one of many, many places. It's basically a question and answer bot where many places you'll go into. Any, a lot of banking sites have to be a robot chat, you answer a question. A lot of that's driven by the Watson technology that underlies that. So. It's, it's interesting as that has evolved, that whole market, there's a number of people who compete in that market. But so Watson didn't go anywhere. We're now talking about hybrid cloud and AI at the IBM level. But the products that use the what we call the Watson core technology, like plan analytics with, planning analytics with Watson and Cognos analytics of, with Watson is where it went. So it didn't really go anywhere. It's kind of still here at IBM. It's just kind of all over the place. Well, that's kind of really cool. There are a lot of... Um stories, I think, through the history of technology, where a company, like in this case, IBM, has really been ahead of its time, right? Um, I remember in the early 1990s, Apple released this personal digital assistant thing that a number of people were really excited about, but it just didn't take off, right? It did not take off. It was a huge flop, but later on, it came to life as the iPhone, which was a transformative technology. So in some ways, I think what I hear you saying is that 
that Watson absolutely is there, but it became the seed that now is infusing lots of stuff at IBM across, including planning analytics with Watson, which obviously you're intimately involved in. Yeah, very true, AG. Um, for those of you who don't know, that was called the Newton. That was the actual device. I, I remember it quite well. I'm trying to, it was a movie that it was in of all things. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's a, it's a great analogy because that's very similar. Many times the technology when first introduced isn't adopted, but then it ends up becoming something else. Uh, uh, my wife is a huge Apple products fan. So she's one of those people, iPhone, iPod, iWatch, you name it. So yeah, that technology, very similar. Oh, that's so funny, the Newton. I could not remember the name, but yes, it's all coming back to me. So you listed a broad range of different kinds of capabilities that Watson is now part of, if you will. Can you give some specific examples of a couple of them so we can compare and contrast? And I know you mentioned the, the Watson Assistant, but maybe you can give us a couple more examples. Sure. Um, so there's there are many of them inside the IBM software product portfolio. I'll start with Watson Studio. Um, it's a capability that we use in a number of different places, but it includes Watson Machine Learning and Watson Knowledge Catalog, which lives in the data and AI group where Plan Analytics and many other products appear. So Watson Machine Learning has an auto AI capability where a user can use data to train an AI model and deploy the trained model and rank the output. So it, it, we not only do we do the AI, but we give you the capability to take data to train the model and then use the trained model to process the data. So that's one of the examples. Another one is the Watson Knowledge Catalog, again, part of Watson Studio. It provides a governance layer for clients that want to curate assets and, da and data for use across their organization. So w WKC, which is the way we refer to it internally, it allows for refinement, classification, tagging, enrichment. What it's really designed to do is let users who are trying to use the data and may not understand all of the intricacies of how that data, what it means, have a common understanding. It's one of the big, like a, you think a term like net recurring revenue. People think different terms when they see that. So that's one of the things that WKC does. So that's all part of the Watson studio. So that's one set of examples. The other example is plan analysis with Watson. That's my, my and AI forecasting. Um, a capability near and dear to me. Uh, this is powered by Watson Core. I mentioned Watson Core a little bit earlier. That's kind of the core technology. It allows a planner to forecast using the existing data into future periods. It uses a univariate approach evaluating the data for seasonality and trend. So it's, it's, it has a lot of power, but we do it from a perspective of making it easy. So depending on the results of the forecast, the system will select one of nine possible algorithms to apply the forecast. Most recently, we added a new capability that will detect anomalies in the data. Then we provide a capability for the user to basically ignore those periods when they have these anomalies. It doesn't change your data. It just uses, uses the corrected value to drive the forecast algorithm, which improves the confidence interval. So it's some of the capability from the Watson technology that our customers in Planalytics with Watson are getting, but that's where some of the Watson technology came through. No, and, and I've seen, um this feature, obviously, since at Qubit, we, we do work with IBM Planning Analytics. And I mean, it, it's, it's very cool. And a, a classic use case um, would be even around expense planning, for example, right? So you've got a whole bunch of historical kind of expenses and you wanna project that into the future. And you don't have to do your own statistical analyses and you don't have to know how to 
do a predictive algorithm. What's really cool is that with just a few clicks, you can go in and you can basically just have it happen. And then you can change something and have it happen again and try something different and have, you know, what if scenarios and, and compare all the different results. So, you know, I, I think it's a great example of how you bring all of that power to an ordinary person's, um, you know, world and workflow. An ordinary person who has a job to do and who doesn't necessarily have the bandwidth to go off and learn a whole bunch of data science to get that job done. Yeah, very true, uh, AG, particularly in this, in, the, in particularly the forecasting area, one of our early, uh, I'll say design customers, they had said to us, okay, I understand what you're trying to do. What you're trying to do is keep me from making a mess. Exactly. And that's really what the design was focused on is how do we make it easy for the planner so they don't have to become a data scientist. They don't have to play one on TV. They're just they just get the capability without having to really get deep deep. So I think it's I think it's been pretty successful. There's lots of things we want to do there, but it's been pretty good so far. Wow, oh, very cool. So, Mike, since you run product management for IBM's planning platform, Planning Analytics, I'm sure you spend some time imagining where the product can go. And I realize you probably can't share any specific plans because you've got all of these amazing developers doing hush-hush stuff up in Ottawa and elsewhere. But perhaps you could talk about, generally speaking, areas that you're particularly excited about exploring and whether Watson or some of that Watson intelligence, if you will, is, is part of any of it. So for sure, there's... A it's one of the things that uh, I won't say necessarily keeps me up at night, but it keeps me certainly thinking all the time. So there's a number of areas of interest for Plan Alex and our clients and our users, some Watson related and some not. So one of the things we're focused on, and if you've been following what we do from a product perspective, is containerization. The whole move in all technologies to move to containerization. And it's really about driving availability. That's uh, when I think of it at its core, that's really what our focus is. And what that does for us is it satisfies a need for planning analytics for many customers is a mission critical application. It's, uh, if, if we talk Gartner terms, the extended planning and analysis or integrated business planning. So those, when you think of that experience, it's not just finance, it could be sales, operations, supply chain, workforce. So it has to be available. So that availability is a big thing. 100% uptime is the goal. And, we at IBM for, believe containers will help with that in an in immeasurable way. So that's one of the areas. Another area is really Watson related. So let's say AI and Watson. So we want to expand our, what I call the onboard forecasting capabilities. Like we talked, I talked about um, the univariate forecasting that we have now. We want to expand that. So we want to add multivariate forecasting where more than one factor can drive a forecast. Imagine using weather or consumer price index or foot traffic to drive your forecast. Because it wouldn't just be last year's sales or um, expenses for certain things, or if you're an insurance company, how many adverse weather events, those can all in, impact your forecast. And we really wanna bring some of those capabilities to go beyond the capability of using just univariate. Um, I worked with Watson Analytics, another product at IBM that actually many of the Watson Analytics capabilities are inside both Cognos and Planning Analytics, interesting, interestingly enough. And 
we have the ability to do uh, multivariate forecasting in that product. So we're bringing that forward. So the other thing in the AI capabilities, we do integrate with Watson Studio that I mentioned a little bit earlier, improving that integration. For many of our customers who have people in their organizations who want to be, who have data science knowledge, they want to be able to use a data science platform for those types of users. So what we did, you and I talked about, we tried to make it easy, keep the user from messing up. But if you have somebody who has a data science background, they really want to use that type of technology and really let them do that. So that's Watson Studio and decision optimizations. There's a series of things we're looking at. Those are a couple. There's, I could go on for an hour about all the things we're thinking about. So there's a lot of other things it could be. I know. I mean, that's certainly all stuff that we're excited about at Qubit as well. And, and just to be clear, you know, you can do multivariate time series forecasting with planning analytics today. We help our customers do it all the time, but it's not just, you know, pull up a dialogue box and a few clicks. So, you know, there's a lot more, you know, consulting and analysis that goes into it. And essentially, what you're working to do with the product is to build it into the product so that we can get there even faster, right? Exactly. Um, and and from, you know, from our point of view as consultants, that's exciting and that's fine because there's always more to do, you know? Once you get to decision optimization, which is, you know, um, I think I heard you say recently operations research type problems, right? Um, you know, what's the optimal distribution of, uh, you know, manufacturing capacity to maximize profits and, and, and how do you, you know, assign resources to a schedule and all of those kinds of problems or things that decision optimization um, can help with, which, you know, again, right now, consultants such as Qubit do help customers with, but you're looking at making it much more seamless and sort of making the most common use cases easy to to, to do without necessarily having to get a lot of external expertise. The really complex problems are always going to be there, right? Um, Absolutely. It's interesting. We delivered the decision optimization integration earlier this year, or actually last year, it would have been the fall of 2021. But the DO integration, uh, we've seen a lot of interest in it in Europe. And we're starting to see more interest in North America. Now, I think, um, I think the European market is just they have more people of I always think of it as constraints-based planning. You're trying to choose which constraints, which levers you want to pull. Um, I was thinking of the advanced math. I took it in university. It was a long time ago. I don't remember a lot of it. I just remember it was complex. So the more we can do to make it easy for our customers and then give them ways to extend outside of that area, whether they have their own people, they want to use IBM, they want to use Qubit and other, I think it's, I think it's great. The better plans drive better Better planning drives better performance, and that's what we're here. That, that's why we do this. As if you've ever heard me speak, I always talk about it's the reason we get out of bed in the morning. Oh no, no, absolutely. I mean, for me, you know, it was always about um, you know working with a customer, and and at the end of that, them telling me, you know, I used to have to give up all my weekends and work late during planning season in order to get everything done, and now I have a much better plan. All the, that's just one source of the truth, all the data is in one place, and I get to go home at night and I get to have weekends with my kids. You know, so for me, I used to joke a little bit because sometimes people give accountants, and I know you're an accountant, so I'm sorry, but some people, sometimes people, you know, give accountants a hard time. But I used to sort of say, well, you know, we're about 
giving, you know, giving accountants and finance people their lives back, you know, which, you know, I think is a worthwhile pursuit. I couldn't agree more being a, being an accountant. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's always, it always amazes me how the job's got to get done. So people do whatever's required. But I think of what we do lets people spend, I think of the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time putting the data together, 20% analyzing. Let's flip that. Yes, yes. I think that's, that's well said. And I think that's a great place to end. But thank you so much, Mike. I really enjoyed our conversation today. It's been great being here. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Qubit About Analytics podcast. Do stay in touch. You can email us at info at qubit.com or check out past episodes and transcripts at qubit.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, take care.